World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to the episode. This one's the same as all the other ones. Meet the new episode, same as the old episode. It's We're going to talk about some horror things. It's going to be real spooky, guys. Um, I'm going to warn you up top. The story we're talking about today is one that you've heard before, and also a bad thing happens to a dog in it. So if you don't want to hear about that, uh, skip this one. Um, uh, and if you especially super want to hear about that, maybe explore some things you got going on in your brain. Uh, you shouldn't be too excited to hear about bad things happening to a dog. Um, I mean, unless you're about to watch John Wick, in which case you should be very excited because that movie rules. Uh, but it is all predicated on a bad thing happening to a dog. Um, anyway, I'm rambling a little bit. Go catch John Wick Chapter 2 in theaters now. I'm probably going to go see it tomorrow afternoon. Um, that's not a promise, so don't send me spoilers. Welcome to the John Wick podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the John John Wick podcast. I th- can't think of a good pun. Uh, yeah, I guess the John Wick cast. <laughs> That's the best I can do. All right. Well, I have some guests here for you to listen to. Please welcome back to the show again, Chloe Heron. Hi. And Lael Bratton. Hello there. And we have a story for you that is a uh, rock-solid banger. It's an old classic. You've heard it before. It's probably someone threw some uh, powdered non-dairy creamer onto a fire uh, and made the fire steam uh, spark up a bunch and then told this story to you in a a low voice. Uh, It's called... Well, it's known by several names. The most common one being the Licked Hand, also known as Licking also known as the Doggy Lick. Uh, This one is a more traditional urban legend, and before we summarize it for you, I would like to edit an ad into the show here. Please, please remember to do this, Jeff. Don't forget. It's Life Mark, a made-for-TV podcast. Each week, two friends plus occasional guests watch the best and worst made-for-TV movies that Lifetime and the Hallmark Network have to offer. These movies have it all. Bad boyfriends, adopted babies, crimes of passion, women who own gluten-free bakeries. Watch along with us and subscribe to Life Mark on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Welcome back from hopefully an ad and not from me begging myself not to forget. I hope that there was 30 to 60 seconds worth of someone else trying to make you listen to their podcast in there. You're doing a great job, John. Oh, boy. Am I? Just put this visual into your mind, audience. Me uh, shaking and, like, rubbing my arms as if to warm myself. Um, That's not true. I'm not doing that, but... (laughs) It's funny if my insecurity leads me to appear physically cold. I feel like that's a good comedy bit. Anyway, let's get back to this story. And by back to it, I mean we're going to start it. 
Uh, Leo, please walk us through this tale about uh, horrible dog crime. Uh, I guess I have to. Um, well, this story, I mean, I could pretty much read the whole story and it would count as a summary because it's so short. Uh, but the the gist is, uh, there's a lot of different versions of this story that I've heard. Um, the first time I, that I personally heard it was probably between the years of 2001 and 2003 in an AOL chat room. Uh, but the story is there's a young girl uh, left alone at night with a dog and uh, she sees on the news that there's a serial killer on the loose nearby so she locks all the doors and windows but there's one door in the basement that just won't lock so she leaves it unlocked but um, and goes to bed and in the night she hears a dripping sound coming from the bathroom and she's kind of scared of the sound but is too scared to get out of bed, so she reaches her hand down, and the, her dog licks her hand, and she goes back to sleep. Um, she's woken up a second time, and does the same routine. Uh, and then the third time, she is she uh, reaches her hand down, and the dog licks her, and then she finally gets up, and goes into the bathroom. Um, as the dripping sounds get louder, she approaches and uh, this is the bad part. She turns on the light, and the dog is uh, hanging from the shower with its throat cut. Uh, its blood is dripping onto down into the tub, and uh, then she turns around and sees on the mirror behind her, written in the dog's blood, is, are the words, humans can lick too. Yeah, this is a, um... I guess it's one of those, like, uh, cautionary tale type ones, like the, um the hook on the door handle, or, like, people flashing your lights at you because there's a serial killer in the backseat of your car. Um, it's, like, one of those style of urban legends, like, oh, you should be more careful because a serial killer is near you and will get you. Um, which is true. There are, uh, the FBI predicts that there are currently 200 active serial killers, but they have no idea how many. There could be way more than that. Um... Yeah. So yeah, there's probably a serial killer near you, um, Great. and they're gonna get they're gonna get you. Make sure you lock all your doors and hide your dog. Um. So Chloe, had you heard this story before just now? Um. I I think I read it previously, but I never really thought about it too much. And then when um you guys said we were gonna do this one, I reread it and I was like, oh yeah, I remember reading it before. So, so I don't remember it being that short, but. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, that, I was agreeing. Um, I remember this, like I said, I got this back in the halcyon days of the early internet. Um, and someone on AOL Instant Messenger emailed me the story, and I read it, and it seemed a lot more intense and longer than I remember it being. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, um, Wikipedia says, without citation, that there was a version called Bedtime for Sam, uh, written and published in the early 80s by someone named David Brown or D.B. Martin. Um, I don't know. It's also, uh, there's a, uh, uh, sort of version of it from 1919 where someone is petting a dog and it turns out to not be a dog. Um, so this is probably the oldest creepypasta that we've covered on the show. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I know the, this version, apparently the first published example is the 1983 Bedtime for Sam by horror author David M. Brown. It's featured in 
a bunch of different movies and stuff. Oh, of course, it's featured in one of the Urban Legend films, uh, Urban Legend's Final Cut, uh, sequel to, that's the sequel to the film Urban Legend. Um, yeah, I figured it would be in one of these movies because they are, it's like, it's exactly that type of urban legend. Uh, the other urban legends from this same movie are someone gets drugged and wakes up in a bathtub of ice with their kidney taken out. Um, someone uh, getting <laughs> food contaminated with bug eggs that hatch like while they're eating it. Barf. Uh, Cell phones causing cancer, barf, uh, a carnival ride that has fake corpses, but the corpses are real. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting because this story is like alongside all those same ones, um, in the public consciousness, as far as I can tell. This is the kind of story that you hear when you're nine years old at summer camp and you're all around the campfire and the counselors are trying to scare everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually, um, if you uh, go, if you're on uh, the Wikipedia page for Urban Legends Final Cut, you can see uh, down at the bottom the little block that has a bunch. Uh, it's titled Urban Legends, and the modern legends are Bloody Mary chant, the babysitter, and the man upstairs, uh, the hook, which uh, yeah, killer in the backseat, poison candy myths, vanishing hitchhiker, the licked hand, the spider bite, and choking Doberman. Well, I'm not sure I know choking Doberman. Babysitter and the man upstairs, that's the call is coming from inside the house, of course, right? Yes. Um, is it? Huh. Yeah, check the children. Yeah, I think that's this. Uh, anyway. It's interesting, this whole... Th- that this ends up... When something like this ends up on creepypasta websites, because it's not strictly in that genre. Um, it's like, it predates it, but also it definitely fits. Um, so I don't know, like, what is a creepypasta? I ask on the 69th episode (laughs) of my podcast about creepypastas. What is a creepypasta? Because we've covered a lot of things on this show. We've covered movies, uh, which fit, probably fit the least. Um, we've covered, uh, at least one video game. I think Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, fits really, really well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you guys have any, have any, uh, universal combined creepypasta theory? Um, I, I don't. (laughs) I I think that, like, creepypasta is just the term used for, uh, a horror story that became a meme. Because yeah. based on its origins on 4chan. Yeah, that uh, makes linguistic sense considering the copy paste. Uh, yeah, I guess if it if it's if it's viral, if it's mimetic, then it's a it's a creepypasta. And people have would, been people have been telling stories to each other like these for you know, forever. The trope yeah. of the trope of telling scary stories around a campfire is way older than the internet. So yeah, that would rope in. Um, that would rope in a lot of urban legends, which, of course, pretty much all predate the internet. Right. Um, yeah, it's... I... I like this story for one reason, and it's that it's uh, got a pretty spooky twist. But for another reason, I dislike it, and that's uh, because mm, that dog didn't do anything wrong. Why does he have to get killed? Yeah. <laughs> I like dogs. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, I, I realized when I uh, when I brought this story in that a lot of people wouldn't like it because of the dog getting hurt, <laughs> which I should have been aware of before I uh, suggested it. No, it's fine. It's one that we should cover because it's a very famous urban legend, but it's just like, uh, I'm going to blame the original author of Bedtime for Sam, David Brown, for this. Uh, I don't know. I would have felt less bad if it was uh, like a person that got killed, <laughs> which is really messed up of me, probably. I feel the same way, though. I'm, yeah. I guess it's because um, there's no way that a dog can really defend itself or know what's happening, um, which is sort of like, mm, you feel more bad for it because it doesn't know what's going on. Do serial killers care about killing animals once they've started killing humans? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, oftentimes you'll hear that that's where they start. Um, I guess the like unspoken real twist of this story is the person turns around and the killer's right there and then gets him. Um, but it just sort of ends with them seeing a message about humans can lick too. Um, right, you assume because she reached her hand down before she walked into the bathroom that the uh, the killer followed her into the bathroom to corner her in there. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This reminds me of, um, there was, there's one that's like a college dorm, uh, and the narrator like comes home and, um, they don't turn on the light because they don't want to disturb their roommate who's been home studying. Um, and they think the roommate has like a person over, um, and then they wake up in the morning and they see a message on the, uh, wall written in their dead roommate's blood that says, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Oh. Uh, yeah, it's it's that classic, like, ooh, you did the right thing or wrong thing, and you've been rewarded with a message in blood. <laughs> oh, man. I might read uh, Bedtime for Sam for my, uh, what's it called? I found it online for my um, Patreon. Because it's here, and it's got characters and dialogue instead of just being told, like, an anecdote. Um, interesting. Anyway, uh, I'll probably include the link um, for this episode. I'll, I'll include a link to this version of the story. Um, I can dump it in the chat right now if you guys want to peruse it at some point, but we're not going to discuss it uh, before this episode. Oh, I can do this. Send a message to everyone in the call. Huh. Interesting. Um, anyway, that's gonna that's gonna do it for the summary parts of this episode, unless you guys have any final thoughts. Um... Final thoughts. All right. <laughs> let's get into yeah. the spookiest parts. Chloe, give us your spookiest part. Um... Spookiest part... I think pretty much just when she just walks into the bathroom and sees the dog, because if that happened to me, I'd be like, okay, well, that's it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm next. Mm. <laughs> well, what about you? Um, I think the spookiest part is that this story isn't like other creepypastas that are based in paranormal. Uh, it's, it's pretty realistic. I mean, it's about a serial killer, which isn't, it's dramatized, but it's not too... It doesn't happen as often as people think it does, I think. Yeah, um, it could happen, but it's not like it's still a little outlandish. Right. The idea that it's possible, that nothing in the story was really too weird or, uh, or paranormal is pretty spooky. 
Yeah. Uh, I think for me, the spookiest part is the patience of the, the unseen killer. Uh, the fact that the killer would just remain under the bed, uh, occasionally licking this person's hand to wait for the perfect moment to get him hmm. and to, uh, especially like make it especially cruel. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I, I, sort of like that and I feel like if this were a modern uh, telling or a modern TV show it would totally be from the point of view of the killer and it would be like oh this person's so messed up isn't that awesome because that's sort of been like a TV trend lately with your Dexters and your Hannibals and your um man I should think of a third example can't do it it's it's a it's a trope. Trust me. <laughs> it's There's a bunch of shows about, uh, oh, this guy's a killer, but oh, he's so handsome, though. Walter White. Uh, yeah, that's it. Breaking Bad was the third example. I had it in my head, but I couldn't get it out there. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely like, you're like, oh, he's so cool making all those drugs and being abusive towards his family. Uh, yeah, hashtag Team Skyler. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only thing she did wrong was smoking while she was pregnant. <laughs> Um, the, anyway, that's, that's my spookiest part, that, like, complicated metatextual, uh, thing about the methodology of the killer. Let's get into plugs. Chloe, where can the people reach you if they would like to do so? If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at Chloe, C-U-H-H-L-O-W-A-Y-Y. Lael, how about you? Uh, my Twitter is at Skirkley, S-K-I-R-K-L-E-E, and uh, I spend most of my time there uh, commenting on the real-life horrors that we are dealing with every day. True. <laughs> Same. <laughs> you can follow me, of course, the normal place, J3FK on Twitter, JeffJK on Instagram, and... Snapchat and Patreon.com slash JeffJK, where you can give me $1 per month every month. That's, listen, just buy one less, one less snack-sized bag of Fritos, one less Hershey bar per month, and give me that dollar. And with that dollar, you will get access to the whole back catalog of Patreon things. And also, uh, the, new stuff, which is one written story and two audio things every month for the foreseeable future. Um, if I get every one of you to give me one or two dollars, I will hit my funding goal. Um, and when I do that, I will launch minimum one more podcast, probably two or three more. Um, one will be about video games. Another one will be a scripted uh, fictional podcast, similar to Frank Ecto, which I have not put the new episode up yet because I just uh, editing sound effects into it is just so time consuming and dull that I haven't done it. Maybe I'll work on that this weekend. Probably not. I'll probably play video games laying in bed because that's what I do uh, when I'm not making these shows. <laughs> Anyway, you should definitely give money to Jeff. Uh, who else are you going to give money to on Patreon? Drill? Everyone's going to give money to Drill. Give it to oh man, does Drill have a Patreon? I should give money to Drill on Ooh, Patreon. Yeah. Drill absolutely has a, has a Patreon. That's excellent. Uh, yeah, forget it. Don't give me the money. Give your money to Drill. He's way better. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am advocating for you, and now Drill's going to get more money. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, all you have to say about this for this episode. Please go to funtimes.online 
online and listen to more. Rate and review us on iTunes so that more people will listen to the show because I feed on haters. Um, that's all. Humans can lick too.